0: Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbour. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together.
1: At his baptism, that's when he started his public ministry. Right there. He didn't start his public ministry until that point. So you have the water, possibly the baptism, speaking of, the one that bears witness, and then the blood. And most believe this blood is talking about the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, speaking volumes of who Jesus is. Well, why does it speak volumes? Well, do you realize when Jesus Christ died on the cross, remember darkness covered the earth? Remember the earth shook? Do you remember the veil in the temple, the veil that... that the veil that's in the temple that that kept people out from the holy of holies it was a veil that it was rent from top to bottom when jesus christ died on the cross the veil that 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 entered into the holy of holies was ripped open and i believe it was ripped open to say that we all have full access into the holy of holies now through jesus christ he's the veil He's the one that gives us access into the presence of God. So right now, today, because of the cross, because of his blood shed on the cross, we all have full access into the Holy of Holies. Do you, do you realize that today? Amen. Amen. My question is, do you take advantage of the blood? Do you take advantage of having full access do you know when we go and we, we through the, through Jesus Christ we can have total access to the throne of God? Do you know it's not like you know calling up and, and getting a voicemail to speak to God the Father. Press one to speak to you know. And then beep. I'm sorry, He's not here right now. If they leave a message, we don't we don't have that. We have total access 24/7 to the throne of God because Jesus Christ tore the veil into the holy of holies that we can have total access. So. Possibly, very possibly, the blood is speaking about Jesus dying on the cross. A few years back, a lady that goes to our church, she, on Good Friday, she was getting ready to come out to the Good Friday service. And she was thinking about Jesus dying on the cross. And she was thinking about how brutal it was, how they beat him and they scourged him. And how they put the nails through his hands. They put the nails through his feet The crown of thorns upon his head and the blood just coming out. And the Bible even says that he was unrecognizable as a man. That's how badly beaten he was. And she was thinking through all that. And she was thinking, she was like, God, she says, you know, what was on your mind, Lord? What was what were you thinking about? And, you know, what were you going through? And what were your thoughts? And during that time, and she was just thinking of these things and just kind of, you know, communing with the Lord. And After she prayed that, she said she walked by and then there was a mirror and she saw her reflection in the mirror and she felt the Lord say, that that is what was on my mind. You were on my mind. And that's so profound. When Jesus died on the cross, did you know? You, I was on his mind. That's why he went to the cross. Those nails did not hold him to the cross. He could have gotten down from that cross. He could have stopped the procedure any time he's God, the creator of everything. It was not the nails that kept him on that cross. It was his love for you. It was his love for me. Because he knew this is the only way. This is the way that was determined that we might have eternal life. It's through the cross because the wages of sin is death. Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The the wages of sin is death. We all deserve death. We all deserve to die a brutal death. We all deserve death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Have you received the gift? Have you received the gift of eternal life? Well, pastor, does that mean I need to give up my sin? Yeah, that means you have to... Turn away from your sin. You have to recognize you're a sinner. You have to set down your sin, and you have to pick up the free gift of eternal life, which is through Jesus Christ our Lord. But can I remind you? It's a gift. And can I remind you the fact that the gift is for all of us? I received the gift. I have eternal life. I know that I know that I know if I was to die today to be absent from this body means that I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. And you might say to me, well, pastor, that's a little arrogant. You're, you're saying, you know for sure. And I say, yeah, I know for sure. Based on the scriptures, I know for a fact we're going to look at the scriptures. But the water, the spirit, the water and the blood, they bear witness on earth. These three bear witness on the earth. You, you have a testimony of earthly things that took place that bear witness to the fact that we have eternal life and that it's through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next next verse, please, verse 9. It says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, that He, the Lord, has testified of His Son. God has testified of His Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in Himself. Let's stop there. We have received the witness of men. Excuse me, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. The witness of man will tell you many different things, but God's witness is greater talking about eternal life. And it makes it very clear, you know, that, and this, let's skip down to verse 11 here with me, please. Verse 11 up on your screen, it says, and this is the testimony that God has given us, eternal life, and this life is in his son. So speaking about eternal life, God's witness is greater than man's witness. Can you, do we know that? And it makes it very clear that we have eternal life through Jesus. And it's, you can't miss it. And this is God's testimony. It, it's not man's testimony. Man's testimony, for the most part, when I talk to people about eternal life, most of the time they'll say, well, I'll ask them, do you know if you die if you are to go to heaven? They'd say, yes, I, I, I think so, Right? and then I'll say, well, why do you think you're going to go to heaven? You know what they typically say? Well, I just try to be a good person, right? And I used to say the same thing. I used to even listen to this. I would say, well, I haven't killed anybody. I don't steal. Basically, I'm better than my neighbor, right? Where does it ever say in the Bible, if you're better than your neighbor, you're going to go to heaven? And somehow everybody believes that. Just be a good person. Well, guess what? The Bible says there's not one good. No, not one. None of us are good, right? And then there's the challenge. to say, well, I'm pretty good. And say, well, okay, did you lie? have you ever lied in your life? Yes. Have you ever taken anything? No. Well, as a kid even? Okay, I guess I did it. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Have you ever hated anyone in your heart? That means you're a murderer. So, so according to God's, you know, God's way, all of us fall short of his glory. We're all sinners. That's why we need Jesus. I loved the Harvest Crusade. I was able to go Friday night. was that awesome? There's something about seeing people receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Just something, it's just so exciting to see that. And I remember something that Greg Laurie said on Friday night. He said, help has a name, and it's Jesus Christ. Help has a name, and it's Jesus Christ. That's the witness of God. It's, that's his testimony. He said, this is my testimony regarding eternal life. It's found in my son Jesus. If you have Jesus, we're going to look at you have life. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have eternal life. Help has a name, and it's Jesus Christ. And everybody needs help. And he's here for you today. Help for spiritual things. It's only found in Jesus. I read a story about an agnostic professor how he rudely confronted a young girl in his class because she was a believer in Jesus. And he said to her, he says, how, how can you believe who's telling the truth? He said, for many years, throughout history, so many people have claimed to, that they were God. And how can you be sure who's true? You know, which man do we believe? And the girl responded quickly and says, I believe the one that rose from the dead. And I tell you, I believe the one that rose from the dead. That's who I believe few years back, before we started this ministry, I used to have a nursing home ministry. And I would teach the Bible. It was kind of a blessing. The activities director, she was a Christian, so she would go around the room and just start wheeling people into the hall, you know, this 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 auditorium thing that I was uh, teaching. In, and she would, I mean, literally, she Jewish people, come on, let's go, we're gonna go hear about the Bible. And she'd get the Muslims, come on, let's go, we're gonna go hear about the... We're going to go hear about God. Okay, let's talk about God. Allah, yeah, yeah, Allah. Okay, we're going to hear about God. She'd get the Hindu people. Come on, let's go. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's go. we going to hear about God. Seriously, she just, she was wheeling every, she'd pack the whole place out. 99%, none of they weren't believers, all different religions. And family members would come looking for them. They'd be looking, where is it? I was like, what is this? Activities director. We're just having fun in here, having activities, talking about Jesus. Every week I'd come by, she'd fill the place up. She would just bring them in. And they would start, you saw know, <laughs> oh, one guy, I think he was Muslim, but he was like holding the hallway. I'm not, I am not. don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> she's pushing she goes, Come on. She's, and he's, he's grabbing the wall and putting his feet down. and said, please don't take me. It was a rough crowd I had, I'm telling you. <laughs> but when we didn't do that, we would... A friend of mine that was uh, doing the ministry with me, we'd go room to room and just kind of minister to people. And I'll never forget this lady, Eunice. And we went in her room and we said, "Hey, Eunice, and are you saved? Are you born again? Do you know Jesus?" And she says, "No." And she was real, real depressed. And we says, "Well, do you want to pray to receive Jesus?" And she said, "Okay." And she's like, "All right." So I said, "Well, let's pray." You know, so we prayed with her and she prayed to receive the Lord. And after she prayed, I looked around her room and she had not one picture on her wall she didn't have one card on her table she didn't have flowers she didn't have nothing she had no family member that ever had any sign of anyone that ever visits her ever when all the other rooms had flowers and pictures and grandchildren's you know drawings all over the place she had nobody and I looked at Eunice and I said, Eunice. You know, you just prayed to receive the Lord, and the Bible tells me that means that you and I are brothers and sisters in Christ. You're my new sister. And I said, Eunice, I'm here on such and such days. I'm going to be in here on such and such days, and I want to get to know my new sister so you can expect me to be here to hang out with you because I really want to get to know you. I'll never forget her response. She said, can I pray that prayer again? And she prayed prayed that prayer again, but this time she prayed it with a lot of excitement to receive Jesus into her life. And Eunice was changed, and Eunice didn't live much longer than that. She went to be with her Lord. She accepted Christ, and Christ brought her home. God cares tremendously about people, and that's why he sent his son. And God's testimony is, it's only through my son. Eternal life is only through My son, Jesus Christ, it's the only way. He who has the Son has life. Verse 12 up on the screen. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Is that simple or is it just me? He who has the Son, talking about Jesus, has life. This is talking about eternal life. In context, this is eternal life. So the question is do you have the Son of God? Because if you have the Son of God, Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. According to the testimony, this is the testimony of God. That's not my testimony. This is God's testimony. And don't you? Did do you notice He gives you the good news and then the bad news? The good news: He who has the Son has life. Bad news: He who does not have the Son does not have eternal life. Do you have the Son? Because if you have the Son, you have eternal life. I'm not saying, did you say a prayer? I'm not saying if you go to a certain church, I'm not saying you go to Bible study. I'm not saying do you come out on Sunday morning to this church or any other church. that doesn't save you. It's only through Jesus Christ. I received the Son of God, 1995. I said a prayer when I was 16 years old, but guess what? I didn't really mean the prayer. I said the prayer because I knew it was true. I said the prayer because I bore witness to the truth of receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But I didn't submit my life to Christ until 1995. And let me tell you, when I submitted my life to Jesus Christ in 1995, I was radically changed. Why? Because then I had the Son. And I had eternal life living inside of me. And how can you not have, when you have the power from on high? You have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead living inside of you? How can you not be changed? That's my question. I asked a lady the other day, she was, uh, after service, I was talking to her, she was visiting from New York and we were talking and and I says, have you received Christ? Have you been born again and and received Jesus? She goes, well, I'm not sure. I I think so. I was like, have you ever touched a 220 line? Electrical line? (laughs) Believe me, if you touch it, you won't say, I think so. You will know so, gnosko in the Greek. You'll know by experience. Boom, you'll know you've been, you've touched power. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave lives inside of us as believers. He who has the Son has life, an abundant life here on earth, but also eternal life. The good news and the bad news. If you don't have the Son, bad news. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that that's in the Bible. You've got the good news and you've got the bad news, right? That's not just all good news. The bad news, if you don't have the Son, you don't have eternal life. That means if you're to die today, you will not go to heaven. And if you die today, there's another place and it's called hell. And it is a literal, literal place. There's a real place called hell. That's the bad news. You don't have eternal life. You will not go to heaven. That means, by default, you're going to go to hell. And you might say, Pastor, that's very mean that you just said that well, I'm just re- repeating the Bible, and at some point in America, that might be considered hate speech. It's getting close, but I don't care. I'm still going to preach the Bible. I'm still going to teach the Word. I'm going to tell the good news and the bad news. Why? Because the Bible tells the good news and the bad news. Kind of reminds me of the, the two guys that were baseball players, and they, they loved baseball. Baseball was their life, and they, they were wondering if they were to die, if baseball's going to be in heaven. they like, man, heaven won't be good without baseball and this is, and they like they're like agreeing about this and the one said well why don't we make a pact whoever dies first can you come back and let us know let me know that if there's baseball in heaven or not so they shook on it you know so this is a true story by the way uh so so one of them died accidentally they had a car accident and the guy died and he, he goes into heaven and he he, you know, he remembers his his pact, so he get, went back and he met his friend. He says, I, I need to tell you something. He so says I got good news and bad news for you. And he says, Well, what, what is it? What's the good news? He says, Well, good news is there's baseball in heaven. He says, No way there is. He goes, bad news is uh, you're pitching this Friday. <laughs> 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 but there's good news and bad news in the Bible. Do you have eternal life? It changes you. I just want to say this. It really blessed me. For Labor of Love, we have different bands, as you know. We have Newsboys and another great band called Citizen Way. And getting to know them a little bit, listening to their interviews and looking at them online, they just, they love the Lord. And the reason why, one of the reasons why we asked them to be a part of this, because of the fact that we realized we love their music and they love the Lord. And so we asked them if they can join us and be a part of the Labor of Love. And It took a while for them to get back with us, and they finally got back with us, and they said, Yes, they want to be a part of it. But then the story goes, I guess uh, they were, one of the band members was supposed to stand up in a wedding or was supposed to be in a wedding, a wedding party or something. And uh, so that was the confusion. So, what they did, they went to the bride and groom and said, Hey, we really want to go to the Labor of Love Music Fest and play. Can you change your wedding date? And they did. Is that insane? That's God. And you think about, there's a change that takes place. When you love the Lord, you you think of the things of God first. That's crazy. I don't even know if I would do something like that. I mean, that's just heavy-duty stuff. Let's look at the last verse. Verse uh, 13. It says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. As I mentioned at the beginning of this service, one of the reasons why the Apostle John wrote this is so we would know that we have eternal life. And he makes it very clear. These things I have written to you. Who believe? Are you a believer today? Then he's writing this to you. Do you believe in the name of the Son of God? Then he's writing it to you. And what is he writing for? What, why is he writing this? It says, it's very clear. I can't make it any clearer than this, that you may know that you have eternal life. So if you're a believer here today, do you know that you have eternal life? And do you realize it's through his son Jesus, it's believing in Jesus? I've met many people that I've talked to in I talked to them about eternal life and saying that I know that I'm going to heaven and they basically said, you're crazy. No one can really know if they're going to go to heaven. Well, then I quote this verse. Verse John 5.13 says that you may know that you have eternal life. That word know is to understand, that you would understand. God wants you to understand that you have eternal life. And eternal life is through his son, Jesus. Do you know that you have eternal life? Good verse that goes with this in Isaiah in context, speaking about the millennial period, I believe, but it says the work of righteousness will be peace, and the effects of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. So during that time, there'll be assurance forever, but I believe God wants us to have that assurance always. There used to be a lady I would pray with almost every Sunday for years, and every Sunday she would say, Pastor, I don't know if I'm saved. (laughs) I'd say, well, and pray and receive Christ. I, I, okay, I'll pray to receive Christ, but but you know I, I, I had a bad thought or I, I, I got upset and I did this and, then, and I was like, well, you you just have to confess that to the Lord. That that's not a salvation issue. We're we're saved by grace through faith. You've prayed to receive the Lord, and you, I mean literally, she'd say, well, well why don't I pray again? I said, well, you can pray again, but you know, it's like so every Sunday it was like she was wanting to get saved over and over every Sunday. She had no assurance of her salvation. To assurance. The word assurance means to, to have an inward certainty, and I believe that God wants that for all of us, to have that inward certainty. It means to have that confidence and that rest and that trust. It's a, The the word even can mean a, a feeling of being safe and secure, or I like this ter- interpretation of it, freedom from doubts. If I take a $20 bill and I take it outside and I go to a mud puddle and I just throw it in the mud puddle and I stamp on it and get it all dirty and all messed up and muddy and I, I take it and I let it dry, I drip it off and if I go to the store, they might not be too happy that I'm giving them a, a messed up $20 bill, but the value is the same no matter how dirty it gets. It's still worth $20. As believers, we're not perfect, but we should be sinning less. We should be being changed from glory to greater glory each and every day becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. And you hear people say, well, you know, I can't go to church. There's a bunch of hypocrites in church, you know. No, there's a bunch of sinners in church, but hopefully there's a lot of saved people in church also. As a believer, our value in Jesus Christ is not based on what we do, not of works, lest any man shall boast. For by grace you've been saved through faith. That's not of yourself. It's a gift from God not of works, not by trying to be good. You'll never get saved by trying to be good because you can never be good enough. There's only one that's good, and it's Jesus Christ. All our good works, all our good, the Bible says very clearly, your good works, my good works, they're as filthy rags before the Lord. It's, that, that, that word is even a menstrual cloth. That's how disgusting. It's just dirty rags. If you want to bring it before the Lord, say, here's all my good works. God, this is what I've done for you. And that's, you know, can I go to heaven because I've been such a good person? And God will say, that's filthy rags to me. What did you do with my son, Jesus. He's the only perfect one. He's the only righteous one. And if you believe him and receive him into your life, you can have the righteousness of Christ living inside of you. That's why it's called being born again. You can have a new life, a new spiritual life. You can have a change. And now it's not my righteousness that I go before the Lord with. It's the righteousness of Christ. That's how we're saved. Does that mean that we shouldn't do good things? No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, we should try to follow the ways of the Lord by his Holy Spirit, repent of our sin, continually turn to him, continually confess our sin and repent of it and ask the Lord to change us from day to day, from glory to glory, into the image of God, yes. But that's not how we're saved. Do we understand that? We're saved by grace through faith, believing and receiving And just like that $20 bill, it might be ugly, it might be muddy, it might be stinky, but the value is the same. I don't want to be a muddy, stinky $20 bill. I don't know about you. I want to be washed in the blood of Jesus. I want to be in that place, keeping short accounts, asking for forgiveness, and being cleansed from all unrighteousness. So that day when I'm absent from this body and I see his face, I desire to hear from my Lord, my God, my Savior, well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome into the joy of the Lord. I've entrusted you with a little. Come into my kingdom. I have so much for you.
0: listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington, Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.